Crafty Muso. Hey guys, Andy here for CraftyMuso.com and I have with me today Adam Page, who is a saxophonist and pretty crazy improviser. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, Adam? Uh, yeah, I'll try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm also a, um, like, I guess you could call it a, a multi-instrumentalist. Um, saxophone is, is my first... My first port of call, I guess. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I've, I've been an improviser for well for most of my musical life, really. When I look back at it, but um, more recently, um, with the use of uh, with uh, te- uh, technology, so um, looping pedals and creating, I guess, spontaneous um, uh, symphonies of myself, we'll call it. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. and uh, yeah, and always, always, well, you know, ninety-five percent of the time, completely improvised. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I know, like you do things where you get the uh, crowd to just, you know, give you a topic, and you just start creating a song in there in the moment. You know, it's the yeah, really good to see. Oh, cheers. <laughs> so, um, when you're known for your uh, your diverse creativity, and you know, with loops and uh, improvisation, people talk about telling a story with your solo. Could you run us through like, what's going through your head when you're um, improvising and when you're creating uh, loops and stuff? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I'd like to kind of pull it back a step at first, actually, and yeah, um, sure. and kind of kind of talk about the the sort of more conceptual stuff about improvisation and stuff that often people don't really um, don't really kind of address. And it's not just improvisation; it's, it, it goes for anything. But um, it's something that I've been sort of uh, sort of thinking about a lot recently, and that is, you know, before you go into any sort of a musical. Um, situation, um, and we'll talk about musical situations because this, as I said, this can be kind of connected to anything. But um, you, you know, you need to ask yourself the question: Am I comfortable? All right. So, you know, not not a physical sense, but am I comfortable with this situation? So, um, meaning, like for me, I, I've been thinking about why I kind of. Um, uh, am sort of, I guess, so, well, why am I so comfortable improvising? And that is because I am comfortable, okay? It means that I've, I've prepared, I guess, I've put, I've put time in, um, I know exactly what I want to do, and I know exactly kind of the sounds I want to create, and when I get up onto the stage, I'm 100% comfortable, okay? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, um, I don't know, I, I can look back on times when, when I haven't really played that well or if, you know, or it's just been a really hard gig and it's just like, well, I'm not comfortable, right? I I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't prepare enough or I, um, I wasn't comfortable with the sound or something like that. But Mm -hmm. something put you off perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, but it's kind of one of those things where, um, I, you know, I look at my own playing and my own playing style and the times that, that I, you know the the best sort of artistic content comes out is when I'm completely comfortable, and that's and when it comes to improvising as well, it's it 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 all comes to the language, okay? And so how much language you know, mm-hmm. um, how much language you want to know, that's another thing as well. Like if you are constantly battling with, okay, I, you know, I have to sound like Coltrane. I, I need to, you know, I got to play this two five lick um, now, you know. But I can't do it. So you, you, straight away, you're putting a wall up, you know. Mm. And so it's kind of, it's kind of like using the tools that you have um, at that moment. Um, 
instead of um, wanting to be something else. And so, yeah. um, so f- you know, obviously I'm not saying, you know, learn C major scale and that's it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is like, you know, if you learn the C major scale, then it's like, wow, I'm really comfortable at this. So I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you learn D major scale or, you know, and, and kind of build on it that way. So it's about, it's about comfort and about the, you know, knowing what your strengths are. And so, I mean, this isn't really answering your question, but no, uh, no, it's great, great <laughs> diversion into um, something that's really important to talk about. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and it's and it's and it's you know, I guess it's about preparation, and it, it's it's not just about like technical preparation; it's about mental preparation. It's it's mm-hmm. about just you know w- where you're at, like in your head, when it comes to your your playing or, or the performance. So, um, I think that's that's a massive part of it because a lot of people just don't think about that stuff. They don't think about the fact that, you know, am I comfortable? Um, Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, it's kind of, you know, I've taken years to get to these sort of, these sort of um, concepts, but um, they, they sure do work and, you know, and you can, you can project it as well. It's just like, okay, so I've got this gig tonight. Um, Am I feeling comfortable, comfortable about that gig? And it's just like, well, I am, but not, not as comfortable as I'd like to be. There's still, you know, a little bit more practice I need to do. So it's like, boom, I'll practice and then I'll be comfortable. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so going to <clears throat> telling the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <very> yeah. <laughs> roundabout sort of way. But, okay, so it's like you, you as, as an improviser, if you're going to be going into this like 100% improvising, um, then, you know, you need to be comfortable to be able to tell a story and to be able to tell a story in its you know, in its most honest form, you need, you, you need the language behind you as well. And it, you know, and it doesn't matter how much language you've got, you, you, you use the language that you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I just need to be a hundred percent comfortable and in the moment to be able to tell that story, you know? And, um, and so I guess, uh, I guess for me, it's, it's, it's basically, Opening, opening myself up and letting, um, I guess, this concept of flow to take over, um, where I will, uh, I'll think about a, a, a topic. Um, for instance, it might just be about um, your your concept of home and what home is. Okay, um, this is something that I've been sort of kind of um, thinking about a lot lately, and and thinking about that while you're playing, while you're improvising, and mm. and what happens is if you're really comfortable with your language then you can actually focus on the concept more than the tech, the technical elements of the music I find. Mm. Um, and I mean, far out, like that's pretty cool. It's a cool point to be at. It's a cool position to be in when you can actually just let go of your, your mind in terms yeah. of, of, of Victor Wooten kind of talks about that. He says it's uh, unconscious knowing, you know, you know what to play, but you're unconsciously thinking about what you're doing, you know. Yeah. That's like the level you want to get to as a musician. And it's not, it's not about muscle memory at all. It's, it's, (laughs) it's, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's not what it's about. It's about, um, I guess, I guess letting go of, of your, um, your, your self doubt, I guess. Mm. Um, and, and the best way to do that, I think is to, is by answering that question of, am I comfortable? And if you're not comfortable figuring out how to become comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, and whether that is like, well, actually I do need to practice this a bit more. And so designating time in the day 
to actually work on this one thing or or maybe you're not you're not happy with what you're learning at uni or something like that it's just like well get through it you know like put it in make it a part of your your vocabulary but don't focus on it mm-hmm. if you're not into it you know <laughs> yeah yeah definitely. yeah great so i don't know that was a pretty it <laughs> was a pretty wide answer to no that's simple it's, question, but... it's great it's great um I, I have another question for you so when you're talking about practicing you know to to make yourself comfortable in the performance setting what kind of things do you like have you uh focused on or do you focus on before performing is it more a technique based practice or um more a language as you're talking about um trying us through that well it, it i mean it really depends what what phase of my kind of musical life i was in or am in yeah um yeah. i find that uh in any in any respect in any kind of time or moment in my life the the, the best the best practice is focused practice um, so basically um, practicing as a means to an end I guess so you're you know you, at the start of a practice session you say to yourself okay I want to learn um, I want to learn the the, the C sharp um, diatonic sevenths mm-hmm. um, you know arpeggio pattern blah 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 blah. so you you basically you you design um you design your your um your progression okay so instead of just sitting down and just practicing you know without without a goal Mm -hmm. set these little goals and then and then once you actually learn that little thing like you know you give yourself a high five and you celebrate the 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 small victories i guess because You know, because every time, you know, every time you practice, you know, there's always this moment where you you, you kind of get um, sucked into this kind of self-doubt sort of thing of, and, and it starts becoming like, like counterproductive uh-huh. sort of practice. And, um, but if you can kind of, you know, sort of, sort of uh, reduce that by, by, yeah, just acknowledging when those little, those little victories kind of um, pop up, then, then I find that, that that can really help you stay focused. And so, so you know, for me in terms of preparation, it, it really, you know, it, it, as I said, it depends on, it depends on the project. But um, mm-hmm. um, also when you're kind of a little bit time poor as well, which a lot of musicians kind of are, and also it, when you can't kind of find a space to practice, um, um, then that can be quite hard as well. But, um, but I guess, uh, if you can really like before going into the practice, know exactly what you want to get at the end of it, mm-hmm. um, that can really help, you know, that can really help and keep you focused as well. And that's kind of what I do as well, being, you know, being quite time poor at many times in my life. But, um, <laughs> um, but also I'm, I, I'm, I'm a big kind of fan of, um, of practicing like without your instrument, as well, so um, I, I just uh, I just read a, um, a autobiography um, uh, about it, well, from a, a pianist um, uh, James Rhodes, and uh, and he's talking about you know when he when he practices his sort of you know concertos etc cetera, etc, cetera, which yeah. he has to memorise. Like he he basically spends hours and hours um, thinking like playing the piano in his head and thinking about all of those fingerings. You know, and basically playing the entire pieces in his head, and if he if he stuffs up a, a fingering, like he goes back and goes through it, and and really visualizes this, and so, and I I, I do the same thing with with saxophone as well, and well with any instrument. It's like mm-hmm. I could be sitting on a bus, 
and I'll, I'll, I'll be able to practice. Yeah, know? definitely. I'll, I'll be able to kind of like just focus in and think about, you know, think about, you know, scales or whatever I want to think about and actually play the instrument in my head and actually f imagine the fingers on my, on my keys and, um, uh, and, and, and imagine that, that mechanical kind of, um, uh, idea of, of, of this instrument and, and actually kind of practice without yeah. an instrument and, and looking through music and, uh, you know, getting it into the brain first. I mean, that's, that can, that can be as beneficial as actually picking up your horn, you know, um, for me anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I, I would, uh, also, you know, on the way to uni on the bus, I would kind of get my sheet music out for a head that I was learning and just, yeah, run it through my head. And, um, yeah, just, you, you kind of see your fingers and a fretboard in your head, you know, well, as mm -hmm. a bass player. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and, you know, it's, it's, I, I didn't used to do that. You know, I wish someone told me that back when I was, you know, younger and, uh, mm. Just because it is, it is, it really helps the, the 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 playing side of things because you've you've prepared the mind. Yeah, that's it. And it, like sometimes it's almost the time investment in doing mental practice is almost equivalent to actual physical practice, which is pretty crazy, right? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. And I mean, it's you know, it, in terms of you know mindfulness techniques as well. I mean, it's 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 one of the best because you you you're completely focusing on on a uh you know an area of your life that you love mm -hmm. you know, being being a musician and and if you're sitting there on a bus practicing in your head then you know like that's that's such good food for the brain mm -hmm. you know? better than your uh, facebook news feed <laughs> exactly exactly absolutely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were me and adam were just talking before the interview about uh news feed and how i use a news feed blocker on uh google chrome and uh yeah so bit of a inside joke there um totally i'm gonna check it out man i'm good <laughs> anything to help me from you know, falling down the rabbit hole <laughs> that's right so um as a you know as a jazz musician well coming from a jazz background uh we hear a lot about uh transcribing and transcribing, you know, solos of the greats. Um, how how did you go about uh, doing this? Do you, do you still transcribe a lot, or was it something that you did a lot of, and then you've kind of developed your own style and stuff uh, since then? Yeah. Now this is this is a you know this is a bit of a you know a, not a sore point for me, but um, I used to transcribe um, a lot. And the thing with with transcribing is like it 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 takes time. Mm, definitely, <laughs> uh, but the more you do it, the quicker it gets. Okay, um, um, so I, I personally would love to transcribe more. Mm -hmm. That's just, and that's yeah, it's something that I really, really want to do. But um, I, at the moment, I just, I, I, you know, I just can't find the time to actually be able to focus focus that amount of time on on something like that which is which really annoys me you know like <laughs> yeah because, because i know how beneficial it is um i really really think that transcribing is 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 the best way to to gain um uh you know a, a, a strong vocabulary in in you know the jazz sense it's you know it's it's no different than um, learning Spanish from a phrase book or going to Madrid for a year, you know. Mm -hmm. So when you go to Madrid for a year, you're there listening. You're you're 
you're you're there, you're within the language, and you pick it up so much quicker. Okay, so so much quicker than a than a textbook. So yeah. you know, if you if you were to learn a solo from a page, and then learn the same solo from um, from a recording, you know, which you've transcribed yourself, your your language is going to be way deeper and stronger and you'll have a much deeper understanding of it um, if you've transcribed it, if you've actually got within the notes, within the, within the tune, um, taking a really microscopic look at what's going on there and analysing um, all the movements and getting inside that player's brain, you know, that's that's way deeper than just just reading it off of a off of a piece of paper, you know. Yeah. Um, but as I said, it takes time. Um, nice. But it, but the other the, on the other side of the coin is that when I was when I was at uni, I and I and I should do this still now. This is this is a great conversation because it's it's inspiring me, you know. But <laughs> I, I used to have this. I, well, I've still got this book which I I would write in little licks that I like. So I'd be listening to a mm. solo, listening to some music, and it's like. Oh wow, that's cool! So I'll go back and just transcribe this one little lick that Sonny Rollins did or something, and write it in my book. It might be a it might be a two bar phrase. It could be a, a you know a four bar. It could be you know an eight bar chorus. I, I, I don't know. Like it, yeah. it's um, uh, yeah, taking those little little phrases. You know that can be enough as well because then straight away you've got boom, you've got another phrase. Exactly, and th- that way you've uh, can, you can get through a lot more. Um content because there's so many great players so it's hard to you know say all right i'm going to learn a whole chorus uh of this tune you know whereas you could say all right i'm going to learn this two five because it sounded awesome by sonny rollins on this tune and then uh, coltrane did a really nice you know turnaround here so i'll learn this and then uh you kind of yeah you can learn a lot more language um from a lot more players if you just isolate particular things that you like you know that's great that's great and and another i mean i'm I'm all about kind of Thinking about um, thinking about things in a in a different way, and um, I think that just focused listening itself is 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 a form of of transcribing anyway. And so, like I'll I'll, I'll explain myself. So basically, for me, um, if if I listen to a listen to a recording, okay, say. Let's let's talk about like uh, a love supreme. Coltrane's a love supreme. Um, I, will n- I, I I admit right now, I'm never ever 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 going to be able to play like Coltrane. Okay, I I, I will never be able to play um, that that music that album because I mean, well, firstly, it's it's sacred music, um, <laughs> but but also but also it's like that's that's Coltrane, right? But what I can do is I can listen to his intent. And I can I can transcribe his energy, okay. So I can I can listen to that album a bunch of times and then pick up my saxophone and using that same intent that Coltrane's using, or or Elvin or whoever or, or McCoy or anyone that's on that recording, I can then um, replicate that intent in playing. So being inspired by just the way that they're playing. Um, I, th- I think that's a form of transcription, you know, because um, it's a way of of uh, connecting with somebody's energy, okay, and and being able to to replicate that energy. You don't have to sound anything like Coltrane. It could be someone that's singing a, a you know 
a, a, a bark sonata or something. I don't know, but it's just mm-hmm. like you know, just taking that intense energy and putting that into your own playing. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like I, I'm, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna sort of uh, make a bit of an admission here. My my solo kind of intent on the saxophone mm-hmm. came from Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, yeah, nice. The guitarist, right? I was yeah. when I was younger, I was so into Van Halen and, and also like Steve Vai and Joe Satriani, um uh like all these like shredders and you know on, on guitar and Stevie Ray Vaughan as well. And so what I did was I would be listening to these these records like constantly and then I'd pick up my saxophone and just be like blah you know, playing like a shredder. Um, yeah. not not playing the notes shredder, but but with that same intent. Mm-hmm. So so for me, um, you know, that's that's a form of transcription, like energy transcription, I guess. Yeah, no. Far out. It's, it's a bizarre concept. And again, I've, I've taken about 40 hours to answer a very simple question and I probably haven't <laughs> even answered it that well. Um, no, no, I think, but, yeah. I think it's a good, uh, good approach to, yeah, we, we talked a lot about transcribing, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. We definitely good. answered the question. <laughs> Well, I've got I've got one last uh, kind of parting question, and I promise um, you succinct. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> um, so, just it's just some further. I mean, it's not even a question, really. It's uh, more. What are some kind of further things that you'd like to add on? Maybe some like materials, some resources, or just um, some exercises that uh, people can use to improve their improv skills. Wow. Um, <laughs> not an easy question. <laughs> um, no, it's not. But it's, um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's oh, far out, man. Um, I think, I think coming, like looking back on this on this interview, I I see that um, you know some of the things that are really really important are, um, are, are gaining comfort in your language, and and that comes from. That comes from the P word. That comes from practicing. <laughs> that's that's absolutely the case. That's the only way you can do it. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's like a marathon. Oh, here I go again. I'm going off on another tangent, but um, you know, it. I love it. It's it's a, it's a marathon runner, man. Like there's there's no way that a marathon runner can do their 41.82 kilometers or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, without exercising. Okay, yeah. it's just impossible. You're gonna you're gonna bust a lung and. Uh, so it's the same with practicing and it's the same with, with developing a language, which is what this is, which is, you know, if we're talking about jazz, it's, it's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a language. It's something that we need to, to learn to speak. Um, and so the only way to do that is practicing, but, but focused practice, knowing what you want to get and having short-term goals, having long-term goals um, and, and keeping yourself in check, you know, like making sure that you're, you're actually, um, uh, sticking to that path. And if you do kind of, you know, go on a bit of a tangent, then make sure on that tangent, you've got short-term and long-term goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but in terms of the language transcriptions, man, like absolutely. And it's, you know, and, and again, I'll say it again, it's something that I need to do more of. Um, it's, it's instantly beneficial, Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, I think just, just focused practice, like, cause you, I don't know, people that are listening out there today might be just like, well, actually, yeah, I haven't actually sat down and focused 
on yeah. my practice for I'm years. Gonna, I just I just have a like a quick question to add to that. Um, for myself personally, I find maybe thirty to fifty minutes to be a nice time to practice. Um, and then maybe I'll do that maybe twice a day, or depending obviously on the uh, situation. But how do you go in like practice time? Do you like to spend a long time and then break that up, or do you like to you know do short bursts of uh, intense you know practice? Yeah, yeah, I like to I like to do kind of well. Again, it depends on where my where my head's at with it. Like sometimes yeah. I might be just like completely focused, and and then I'll look at the clock and it's been you know an hour and a half. But <laughs> true, yeah. But um, but uh, mostly what I what I think is is beneficial for me is is doing short bursts, and that might be like five minutes. Yeah, right? that's true. And, yeah, you know, you know, learning like a a line that's like real tough you know, and getting it right like a few times and then putting the horn down and going outside and, you know, having a drink of water or something or, you know, doing something else for five minutes and then coming back and doing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're in a zone, obviously, as you Exactly, unless you're in yeah. a zone, yeah. But I find, especially with stuff like, well, with, with flute practice as well, I mean, you know, any saxophone player that, that is a doubler or a dabbler on flute, <laughs> um, uh, knows that like that's that's a mind game right there. That's just that's oh. a heavy heavy mind game. And so, <laughs> so uh, you know when you when I'm practicing flute, I always take breaks because if if I'm sort of you know nailing it and it's sounding good, um, there's there's a point where I it just starts to sound bad again. <laughs> um, and so you know before I get to that point, I'll put the flute down and go off and do something else. Like I. I won't distract myself on Facey B or anything like that. Well, I'll try mm-hmm. not to. Um, I'll, you know, just even for a couple of minutes, go off and do something else. Have, you know, just go outside or, or do a star jump or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. And then go back to it, you know, and, and try and pick up from where I left off. And I think doing those little bursts, for me personally, yep. is, is more beneficial than, than laboring over, um, <laughs> over a, a, a wall that my brain has put up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I find that's it's quite a cleansing way. Um, of course, you know, it's 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 completely um, specific to you know what you know what the actual exercise is, but um, but generally, on a, in a general sense, I I like to to sort of break it up. Yeah, yeah. cool. Awesome. Uh, thanks for talking with me. Uh, speaking with me, Adam. Uh, yes. Pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure to be there, and and I got to say, man, like it's a it's a cool thing you're doing here. Absolutely, like getting getting people to share their thoughts, share their information, and um, yeah, I think it's 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 a great thing. You should give yourself a high five, man. <laughs> All right, I'll try. <laughs> hey, hey, it's it's not a clap. It's very different. It's very. Good. It felt a little bit like a clap. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not though. It's a high five. Self five. Self five. Uh... All right, thanks, Adam. Have a have a great day, and I'll probably see you tonight at your gig at Coma. So. Oh, great! Awesome. Yeah, I hope you enjoy. Yeah, I'm sure I will. <laughs> Cheers, man. <laughs>